Welcome to this podcast of Sound Off from February 12th, 2021 with your host, Nate Lauks. Nate's guests today are Christy Chatterton and Jennifer Bissonette of the LaPorte County Public Library. Now here's your host, Pastor Nate Lauks. Hello, friends. This is Nate Lauks. Welcome to Sound Off. We are glad to have you on the show today. For the next 45 minutes, we're going to talk about something here locally or statewide or uh, in the nation that matters to you and I. On Friday, we always have a guest, and today is no different. It's National Library Lovers Month, and as the Roman statesman Cicero famously said, if you have a garden and a library, you have everything you need. I tend to agree. So to honor National Library Lovers Month, we have some friends from the LaPorte County Public Library on the show to talk about what's happening with the library. My guests today are Christy Chatterton and Jennifer Bissonette from the LaPorte County Public Library. How are you, ladies? Wonderful. Hello. Hey, We're hey. doing really well. Christy, so what is it that you do with the library? I am the public relations professional at the library. I've been here um, a little over six years, and um, I love it. I absolutely mm -hmm. love sharing all of the wonderful things that the library has to offer. And Jennifer, what is it that you do at the library? Well, I am the communications manager. I have not been here nearly as long as Ms. Christie over there, um, but it's been a really great start to this section of my career. I've had a lot of fun learning about the library and getting involved. So for those unfamiliar, uh, the library here in LaPorte, LaPorte County, uh, or, or rather the LaPorte County Library, because that's very different than just saying there is a library throughout the whole county, because there is a Michigan City Library, these kind of things. But LaPorte County Public Library has a couple different branches. It has the main library here in downtown LaPorte, where we are. It has the Cool Spring Branch, Fish Lake, Hannah, Kingsford Heights, Rolling Prairie, and Union Mills. Do you still have a, a public or a, uh, a, a, a van or a, a vehicle for transportation for library then? We do. We have the mobile library that makes several community stops throughout the, the month. Um, you can get that calendar and that schedule on our calendar events. Um, and yeah, they are just as active and highly busy when, when they stop. And um, I don't know about you, Nate and Jennifer, but um, when the mobile library, AKA Bookmobile, used to roll into Fish Lake when I was growing up, that was a happening day. It was mm -hmm. a lot of fun, um, a lot of fun memories. I can remember riding my bike down to the parking lot that they parked in. And yes, we still have a mobile library. Actually, um, we just had to retire our old Betsy and get a new one last year. And so it's a lot more accessible and um, we love that for our community. So it's a souped up bookmobile then, right? It, it is. It's souped up and um, nice lift and an awning so we can uh, be at community events. And um, it, it's fabulous, actually. All right. I, I want to talk about something because I, I often drive down Lincoln Way and then I get to turn onto Indiana Avenue and I see that the library, which is technically on Indiana Avenue, but you've bought a building across from your main library branch. And this building has been sitting, had been sitting empty for quite some time, I think for a matter, number of years. Most of what I remember in my life, actually, I don't think anybody was in there, but it was an old telephone exchange that uh, was in there at one point. I think it was built for that. 
it's now in the possession of the Laporte County Public Library. I think via donation. Correct. I see. Lo- I see a lot of things happening there. Lots of renovation. These kind of things. Explain first how you took control of this building, or how 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 it became the the public libraries, and what's the intention for the build for for the building. You want to go with that, Jennifer? Well, I mean, it was donated to us probably, gosh, how long ago, Christy? Was it? Um, 2015. 2015. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it yeah. was a family donation. Yeah. And so what we, there were a lot of discussions about what to do with that space, what, what it could become, what it could accomplish for the community. And through a lot of work and I think brainstorming and talking, um, what's happening over there now, it's going to be called the exchange. So it's a call back to its history. And we have some really great plans for the things that are going to happen inside of it. So if you've driven past, you've probably noticed it's had a little bit of a facelift outside. It's got fresh new windows, which have really helped. Um, we unbricked everything on the south side, most of those windows, so that they're actual windows now instead of bricked in. And yeah, we're really excited about it. So what are some of the things that are going to be in there, Christy? What are, what are some of the, like, uh, you know, are there office building? Is it uh, more makerspace? What, what do you, books? What, what is going to be in that space? Well, as many people know, the, the current library here at, at 904 Indiana Avenue, we have a space down in our lower level um, called our makerspace, where we house um, 3D printers, electronic die cutting machines, sewing machines, and people are able to, well, pre-pandemic, able to come in and, and use these um, pieces of technology um, to learn to create new things. So we love this concept and um, we wanted to expand on this. We really wanted to take it um, to a level where we could be a community um helper and help people further their job skills and their um, get their hands on training that a lot of times maybe adults don't have access to versus students. Um, you know, I can't tell you the last time I heard that an adult just had a 3D printing class that they could go to, you know, without paying. So mm-hmm. um, the library really wanted to act on that and through a lot of community conversations um, found out that that was a need. So things such as that, um, a CNC milling machine, a um, lathes, uh, audio vis- video recordings. Spaces. Yeah, I, I saw that on, on the web page that you're going to have video and recording studios. Is that like podcasting studios? Is it to record videos of yourself? What, what is that for? That is exactly what it's for. So for the novice podcaster, somebody who's been doing it in their attic or in their basement, um, we are going to have a recording studio where they can come in and they can level up their podcast and take it to the next um, step up and they can really, um, you know, also it's an opportunity to learn skills that might further their, you know, their jobs or whatever. Um, And yeah, so we are over the moon excited about this opportunity for the community. And I saw on the uh, upper floor, it's going to have fiber arts, woodworking, digital fabrication. So are there going, is it essentially going to almost be a tool shop on that main or on that upper floor then? 
I believe that it's going to have the equipment that um, people can expand their knowledge on. It, I mean, it is going to have a lot of the same things that you would find in a tool in a tool mm-hmm. shop of a local um, industry, or you know. So we really see this as being um, a connecting factor into taking your job skills up, creating new hobbies for yourself. Um, we really feel like this is going to be the place that people will come to do that. And we can't be prouder that we're going to be able to offer it. And when is the expected completion time for this? When can people start getting in there? Right now, now hoping that construction stays on track and we don't run into any issues. Our goal is summer of 2021. Okay. So hopefully within a a number of months then, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's getting close. That's great. Now, I, I want to share with you an article I read because I'm I'm very interested in this idea that libraries are not no longer just spaces for books, right? Which is what many people consider. You know, they've got this idea, kind of an archaic idea that books are and libraries are the only thing that go together. Whereas I think Laporte County Public Library, I've, I've told people this many times, I think it takes a very innovative approach. And I think it's an approach that many libraries around the country are taking. But there was an article in the New York Times called, I don't know if you read it, but it was called Beyond the Pandemic, Libraries Look Forward to a New Era. And, and I'll read just the first paragraph of it. It said, many companies and public institutions were unprepared for the pandemic in the ensuing lockdown. There was one notable, perhaps even surprising exception, the nation's public libraries. For more than a decade, these seemingly traditional institutions had been investing in a range of technologies and media. Libraries now balance two stacks, the physical with the so-called digital full stack, with a wealth of electronic books, streaming platforms, and of course, Zoom, Many libraries were already ready with some adjustments to provide services for their communities. Is that what you found to be true with, with LaPorte County Public Library? Because you had been investing so much already into your digital infrastructure as a library. Have you found that people have been using a lot of your digital infrastructure throughout the pandemic of the last year? Oh, absolutely. It's been, we've had a, a lot of people accessing those digital resources. Of course, when people haven't felt completely safe leaving their homes or spending a lot of time outside of the home. We do have um, virtual options. You can get eBooks, access movies, magazines, all those things online. But there's also so much more than that that we have online for people to access. There's databases that go from Indiana's Inspire database to other local resources that help with research, family history, local history, all kinds of fun things like that. We also... Yeah, yeah go ahead. I'm say there's also just, we have the, what we call the LPCPL Academy. And so these are online tutorials that people can take to learn new new skills, new services. If, if you need some help with your computer skills, we have a computer basics course on there that you can take. Gmail. If you're confused about Google's Gmail account, you can you can hop on our site and take us a, a quick course at your own pace to learn a little bit more. And all for free, correct? All for free, all for right? Free. Yeah. yeah, you just have to access with your your library card. And there's Excel, PowerPoint, Publisher, Word. Um, there's even there are even Spanish options for mm-hmm. those who maybe speak another language. So we have a ton of online resources and we have seen people using those when they haven't felt comfortable coming inside. 
And I even saw in there there was a how to navigate like social media um, or like apps like Snapchat, which I need to take because I, I cannot figure <laughs> out Snapchat. But uh, and I, I'm not sure if I want to either, but I, I, I tried once and I just can't get it. But we're going to take a really quick break here today. It is National Library Lovers Month this month. And we are talking to our librarians here in town, Christy Chatterton and Jeff Jennifer Bissonette from LaPorte County Public Library. If you have a question that you'd like to ask or if you want me to ask them, you can call or text the Liquor Vault on airline at 219-362-0522 or email me at soundoff at 967theeagle.com and I'd be happy to ask them any question you have for us. All right, we're going to take a really quick break here on SoundOff and come back in just a couple minutes to talk a little bit more about LaPorte County's Public Library. And welcome back. My name is Nate Lauchs, and you are listening to Sound Off on 96.7 The Eagle. Today with me, we have Christy Chatterton and Jennifer Bissonette of the LaPorte County Public Library because it is National Library Lovers Month, and we wanted to celebrate the library together with you. We are taking your calls and texts at 219-362-0522, or you're welcome to email me at soundoff at 967theeagle.com if you have a question or comment for the public library. All right, let's get to our callers. Hello, you're on SoundOff. How are you? Fine, sir. How are you this afternoon? Hey, Steve. I'm doing well, man. Happy Valentine's to you. Same to you, sir. Uh, <laughs> ladies, thanks for, thanks for coming out of the air and answering our questions today. Uh, my question is kind of a two-parter. A, where do you get your funding? Because I know there's a library line in our property taxes. And two, in this day and age, with the Internet, Google, Facebook, um, YouTube videos, um, how can they keep expanding library services when I drive by some of these satellite offices and they're basically devoid of any vehicles in the parking lot or people inside. Um, so with the technology, how, how can you guys justify keep expanding? Thank you. All right. Thanks for calling. Christy? Well, um, we do. There is a line in the, t the county property taxes. And, um, you know, we also, one of our main goals as librarians and staff is to seek out other ways that we can um, gain funds through uh, grant opportunities. And um, we do have a Friends of the Library group that um, is a 501c3 that specifically um, works to create funds for us to do programs such as our summer reading program. They have been sponsoring that program for over 20 years. Um, so yes, we we have a tendency to go out and seek out more funds to do other than what is provided. And Jennifer, if you want to if you want to comment on the second half. Absolutely. Um, so as far as making sure we're still providing library services and things, um, right now is an interesting time because of COVID. We don't have necessarily the same foot traffic we used to, but we are still getting a lot of online traffic. And a lot of our foot traffic does happen, but it's in quicker visits. So people are still stopping by to browse, but much more quickly. We do have curbside service now. So a lot of times people are placing holds for those items that they want and then pulling up, letting us know they're here and checking them out that way. Um, but the library does serve a lot of really great purposes, um, even with the how available the internet and Google and all those things are I mean, 
people still can check out materials at no cost. There are people that come to our locations for the internet access that they can have here. We also have databases, those other resources you couldn't use for free otherwise without your library card. Um, there's also printing services that are low cost for people who maybe don't have printers or fax opportunities or scanners at home. And we also, I think there's a, a big benefit in having our librarians available to help you. I was so, going to say that, Jennifer, I was going to pop in and say, <laughs> you know, the, the greatest gift that we have is the research and the knowledge of our librarians to find relevant factual information that, um, yeah, sure, you can Google it. Um, you know, anybody can do that, yes. Um, but are you getting the actual facts? That is the most imperative question. We've um, seen that come up all the time um, of recent, you know, recent years, uh, factual news, such. Um, our librarians are, are so good at um, skimming out all of the nonsense finding the true actual um, content that is requested and giving it to the uh, to the to the person so I believe that that is one of the genuine um, treasures that the library still to this day in today's technology and digital world um, and you can actually talk to someone you know if you might not know exactly what you're looking for. You know, you have this concept, you have this idea, and they can drive you in the right direction to find the truth. So um, me, I am me, a big proponent of- Let me add to that real quick, Christy, as, as an outsider anyway, but that, uh, as a person that also works with low and moderate income people um, at the PAC Center is, I've, I've noticed that the, the library has become a, an important place for low to moderate income people to access the internet, email, uh, help with resume creation, or just, you know, access to these kind of things. And so I do want to speak up on that behalf because we have seen in our nonprofit work how the library partners with us for many of those things. Also for training, you know, th there might be a job that's available, but they need to have basic level Microsoft Word kind of, you know, access or, or just kind of um, Microsoft uh, PowerPoint um, training <laughs> and these kind of things are available at, at the library and we've seen that um, I mean I can think of specific people that have used those kind of things and so I, I do want to say on behalf of what we see in the low to moderate income uh, classes we do see a lot of um, partnership with the library there um, and, and again I, I will say as somebody that focuses a lot on community uh, libraries, kind of like community gardens, like we do, provide very important third spaces, right? You've got home, you've yes. got work. Well, where's the third space? Well, libraries can do that. I see a lot of elderly people commuting there. Uh, I see a lot of people, a lot of teenagers after school. And I think the library, you guys at least, I, I don't know, can't speak for every library, have done a great job creating that third space for people to come and just belong and be and to also hopefully learn while they're there. So um, I can't agree with that more. That is something that. Um, when we did our surveys and our community conversations um, starting in 2013 before the renovation of this main building, um, that was one of the number one topics was creating a third space where people could come, gain access, um, and it's not just about the books, it's about the, uh, the relationships that they make here with our staff, 
how our staff provides them and guides them in the right direction for things such as job applications and creating resumes and um, and for that we couldn't be more proud. All right, here's some questions coming in through text. I'm a resident of Rolling Prairie. Go Bulldogs. How much <laughs> is it for a card for me? Well, the greatest thing about the library is the cards are free. Um, just come in. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to hear that very often, do you, in today's world? You know, what's it cost? It's free. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, uh, let me let me echo that to say, not only is your library card free, you get so many other services. Uh, for instance, Canopy is an app that you can put on your phone or watch on your computer or your uh, TV or smart TV, which is uh, uh, essentially like a free Netflix. They have lots of good movies on there. One of my favorite movies from a couple of years ago, Lady Bird, I, I noticed was on there. Love um, it. Mm -hmm. and different uh, documentaries and stuff and and that will that's free with your library card so there are other online services as we talk about these things all right here's a, another question about the uh, new building on lincoln way will there be a plan for people to utilize the studios after hours or after work for example a novice podcaster or streamer whose shows they take care of the equipment could possibly gain access after hours with a daily or hourly fee hmm you know, I have not heard any current conversations surrounding that. That does not mean that they haven't taken place. I'm just, I don't have an absolute yes or no on that question right now. I can definitely look into it. I, if nothing else, I think it's something to think about. I think it's a good question to say, you know, for certain people that might want to create digitally, but, you know, they might not get the chance to do it until 8 o'clock at night. Um, to have the access to that somehow would be, I'm sure, a, a, a helpful thing for some people. All right, uh, here's another question through text. A lot of the equipment mentioned sounds very impressive, but where is the money coming from all this? I'm concerned that the LaPorte County Public Library might not be spending hard-earned tax money dollars well, while much of the citizens in the county are suffering an unprecedented amount of joblessness, joblessness and loss of other wages. Uh, obviously, as you said, there are uh, there is a, a, a nonprofit that supports it, but but libraries are funded through tax dollars. Is this county tax, state tax, local tax? Is it a separate tax? Where's that money coming from, Jennifer? Well, Christy, help me out. You've been around a little bit oh. longer with this building going up, so for sure. those who don't know, I am newer to the library, so I'm still learning some of the ins and outs of where all of this has come from and how we're doing it. Sure. As taxpayers know, um, there is a line on the property tax, um, and it is a, it it. It happens. Um, it's something that's been put in place, you know, many, many, many years ago prior to us. Um, and and we are governed by the Department of um, the DLGF, the, the Department of Library uh, Government for the state of Indiana. And um, those funds that come from taxpayers can only be used um, in certain ways. They, they cannot be used fervently to, um, you know, to, let's say, provide gifts or, or prizes or things like that. You know, we have, um, we do have a governing body that we must report to and uh, present our budgets to as well um, each year. So, um, as far as thinking that possibly um, 
the way that we're spending our money um, isn't open to the whole community. That's kind of how I took that uh, that statement. Um, personally, I find that the vision, our mission um, here at the library is to actually kind of polar opposite of that statement to make sure that um, what we provide is encompassing to all. You know, one of our, uh, what do I want to say, biggest focuses is on creating the opportunity for adults that might not be going to school or have the opportunity to go to school to still gain hands-on experience and job knowledge that will um, level them up, make them a competitive um, prospect in local industry. You know, we've done a lot of conversations with local industry um, as to what they need, what they're looking for um, in their employees. And we've really tried to match that. Um, we've tried to give enough, um, enough, uh, what do I want to say? Um, you know. Yeah, I think I'm just, sorry, Christy, thank you. No, I, that's I fine, because I just like lost for words. <laughs> I'm just going to say, our, our goal is to always use our funding responsibly. And so anything we have done, we, we've tried to move forward with things that answer a need in the community. All right. Well, thank you so much for answering those questions. If you have more, you're welcome to call or text us here at 219-362-0522 or email me at soundoff at 967theeagle.com. I'd be happy to ask the questions for you. We're going to take a really quick break here, just a couple minutes, and we're going to be right back here on 96.7 The Eagle. Welcome back, everyone. This is Sound Off, our last segment of Sound Off for the day before Valentine's Day. And I do want to wish you a happy Valentine's Day. I consider you, whoever is listening, to be my Valentine. So don't make it awkward if I see you out in public because you are now my Valentine. All right. We have with us today uh, guests, uh, staff from the LaPorte County Public Library, Jennifer Bissonette and Kristen Ch Christy Chatterton, talking about what's happening at the library. Here's a, a text I received from you. I love the library, studying there, and I have nieces and nephews that have fun going there and using the makerspace. How can people help support the library, in particular with education classes? For example, I'm a freelance software developer and former teacher. Is there a way to teach a class there? Oh my goodness, that is so exciting. I love that question. Um, first of all, uh, and I can speak on this because I just uh, talked about it in our own podcast that I recorded this morning. Um, with the um, building of the exchange, you know, that gives us an opportunity to really have some uh, community members collaborate with the library and um, as a volunteer. And we are launching our new volunteer um, platform, if you would, uh, coming in April. So uh, stay tuned. I believe the answer is yes, uh, with a partnership for, with the library, of course. And that is um, you, sir, whoever you are, are the exact type of people that we want to have share their knowledge, um, share their information, mentor, um, others and just work in the community at that level all right great all right we have another caller hello you're on sound off how are you 
Fine, thanks, Nate. Shaw Friedman calling in. Great to hear from you and uh, and the library staff. And I, I want to, I guess, make a, a shout out to the to the staff and the board for what they're doing with this new uh, with this new program. It's it's exciting to see. I've got a real personal tie to the library. My dad, in addition, as a young architect coming to Laporte, in addition to designing where you're now at in terms of State Street Church, uh, redesigned the Laporte Library. Uh, back when he first came to town. So that design that uh, was there for decades was uh, my dad's design, uh, and this outstanding renovation at the library is terrific. It provides great services. The building across the way is a welcome addition to the community, and it just uh, I wanted to make sure and and, and let you know how much I think uh, so many members of the community appreciate what you're doing over there. Thank you. Thanks so much for calling, Sean. That's a cool connection there to uh, the design of that building. Um, ladies, we just have a couple minutes left. Is there anything that you want the public to know? I, I, I do want a really quick, as a parent, is there going to be summer classes at all this summer or no? We are currently working on leading up to our summer reading program. So we're still still planning and seeing how that's going to turn out. So there is going to be something. Now, whether there's in-person items or it's virtual, we're still working out some of those ideas. All right. So we'll just, that means we have to have you back in a couple of months and you can maybe update everyone and talk to that. Christy, uh, Jennifer, is there anything we missed? Anything you want the public to know before before we're done here? You know, just um, LaporteLibrary.org. Use that resource. Um, use our website. If you have questions about anything, Give us a call, 362-6156. Um, our staff is ready and willing to help you. And let me tell you that um, no question is too silly. Uh, we have, you know, we have people that call in and think, you know, like <sighs> talking about uh, email, you know, how do I, I might, I'm stuck. I can't get this. We will guide you through and help you the best that we can always. Um, so just remember that. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for being on the show. I want to again encourage you. Happy National Library Lovers Month. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Subscribe to the Sound Off podcast wherever you download podcasts. If you want to re-listen or share this episode with someone else, have a great weekend. I want to thank our producer, Jeff Wugazer. And thank you again for listening. We'll see you on Monday right here on 96.7 The Eagle. Thank you for joining us and voicing your opinion on this edition of Sound Off. The views on Sound Off are those of the host or callers and do not represent the opinion of 96.7 The Eagle, Spoon River Media LLC, or the sponsors. Sound Off airs every Monday and Friday at 1230. Please mark your calendar and join us again for the next edition of Sound Off on 96.7 The Eagle. Thank you for listening to the Sound Off podcast on 96.7TheEagle.com.